You're listening to the Christ-Centered Conversation Podcast, where we share and hold conversations to engage, empower, and enliven. We hope you enjoy this episode. God bless. Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to another session of Christ-Centered Conversations. So I hope that your Advent has been fruitful and life-giving so far. Alas, we have reached the final week of Advent, and with that, the final theme of our booklet action. For this theme, we have an analysis of G.K. Chesterton's A Christmas Song for Three Guilds, split into two parts. So basically, to summarize, uh, Chesterton's poem talks about three separate guilds, or if you like to put it in a more modern perspective, uh, worker, workers' unions of sorts. And these guilds are your carpenters, shoemakers, and painters. And to each of them, a patron saint addresses them in this poem. I think this theme and the article and the questions are actually quite apt for us to think and reflect about as we go through this final week of Advent and as we enter Christmas and into an entirely new year, one that many of us hope will be better than the current one that we're in right now. And as the reflection begins, we are posed with this question you know, of what Advent means to us and how in this brief period of preparation, how this will impact our own journeys moving forward. So we've seen from the last three weeks of stories, reflections and podcasts that we begin our Advent journey journeying towards the Christ child with small but steady steps despite our fears to making space and having faith in experiencing him in this Christmas season and to have trust in his immense love to convert our hearts to him. So in this journey, experience and conversion, we remember what... um, the gospel says, you know, in Luke chapter 12, verse 48, For everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required. And from the one to whom much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. And so we arrive at this week's theme of action, moving forward past this Advent season, past Christmas, and into a new year. So the first part of this article we actually talk about the call to live our lives to the fullest and in so doing live out and spread the gospel to the people around us family friends even strangers and it talks about this virtue of kindness of gentleness that's exemplified by saint joseph whose life we will actually be celebrating next year in the year of saint joseph that was just pronounced by Pope Francis recently. So looking at the reflection questions, they revolve around this idea of instilling gentleness in the way we live our lives, as well as the hurts and the chains and the burdens that we carry that prevent us from living this life, uh, this life that is according to the charter 
as Chesterton mentions, that we are called to hold firm by God. And in a way, I kind of like the way that Chesterton puts this whole idea in his poem. The first goes, there was charter, there was challenge, in a blast of breath I gave. You can be all things other, you cannot be a slave. And looking back at my advent, I think it wasn't one that was, you know, very productive spiritually speaking. Of course, uh, I know it's a bit hard to really quantify, you know, spiritual progress or even to measure it at times. The picture of a labyrinth always comes to mind whenever we hear or we talk about this idea of spiritual progress. But I feel like this advent, I did the opposite of repair and was just slothing around, you know, uh, apathetic to the joy, the hope, the beauty of this Advent season. Honestly, I felt like a big chunk of the apathy came because of the year that we've just gone through. The weariness that comes with it, the weariness of just day-to-day work, and sort of an anxiety in the uncertain future and all this made me a lot more jaded a lot more a lot less compassionate to the people around me i think for me personally it required quite a bit of discipline to look around and to not just see the world for the bad things but to actively look out and witness and give thanks for the good So something our CCC community has been doing together for a while was to say the compliance and in it there's a part where we do a sort of an examination of conscience and and that really helped me I guess to force me to look beyond you know just having an apathetic disinterested view of the world and to see my life as it is you know with not just the downs but also the ups and through both the ups and the downs, to see God in the entire day, to see where God has been and where God still is with me in that day. And I feel like this recognition of goodness, this recognition not just of the goodness of God, but the goodness of people, the goodness of the world around us, this recognition itself allows us to become gentler individuals, I feel more willing to be compassionate to one another, to be more accepting of each other's flaws, to recognize that each of us are growing in this journey and slowly moving towards the same goal. That being said, I think this idea of gentleness, sometimes it's not about the things that we do that may hurt others, but about the things that we don't do that prevents us from living a life of fullness and a a life that has been converted by his love and mercy. You know, as if you read the article, gentleness should in no means be equated to inaction. You know, um, one of Chesterton's verses goes, but softly you shall frame the fence and softly carve the door and softly plane the table. And this is followed by a line, a couple of verses down, but if they tear the charter, let the toxin speak for me. And I think this leads nicely into the second part of the reflection questions. 
So in the poem for the second part of the reflection, St. Crispin talks about the virtue of humility and St. Luke talks about the virtue of prudence. Both, I think, involve recognizing who we are before God, who we are in relation to one another, and to recognize our own roles and our own lives in this, you know, in this grand scheme of things. So it is not that we are, I guess, called to be passive, gentle bystanders of the world. Rather, as Chesterton puts it, to let your own feet be shot with peace, to be lowly all your lives. But if they touch the charter, ye shall nail it with your knives. And while the article will expound more about the slightly violent imagery of the verses, um, in short, we are called to be on fire, you know, to live out our lives in a way that shines for others, to see the glory of God through us, but to do so with humility, with a kind of gentleness, with peace, with divine simplicity. But to do this, though, requires us to know ourselves well. As the reflection question asks, you know, what fuels our desires in life? Are we chasing after acknowledgments, after praise? Do we sit arrogantly on our high horse looking down on those who we find, air quote, unworthy? Or do we get off, hug the leper as St. Francis did? Do we build up others around us with our words, with our actions, that they too may be able to reach heaven? And if they are able to, you know, to surpass us in a way, do we find joy in that? Or do we find ourselves being jealous and envious of them? So in this time, it sometimes feels to me that, you know, in 2020, that we've all become a little more exclusive, a little more withdrawn. And even in my own social settings, I see that in myself. I begin, I begin to kind of hide myself, to make myself less vulnerable to a world that was tiring, less vulnerable to a world filled with uncertainty, a world that frankly sometimes hurts us. And the last reflection correction actually talks about this, you know, walking through this Advent journey, feeling jaded, feeling cynical, feeling apathetic. But to live our lives doing so, we fail to bring God glory know in being jaded and cynical and reluctant to interact with the world we fail to reach out to those in need we fail to build others up to love those around us we fail to see the beauty joy the love the hope in the life that god has given us and that i think is the one thing that I, that this christmas season especially in a year such as ours actually is an immense immense blessing and gift to us this season returns and brings us the returning of this sense of wonder that I think a lot of us has lost over our own lives and over this particular year. And because without all this wonder, you know, life becomes a bit dull. It loses the majesty of God that is so inherent in His creation, in all of our lives because we too are his creation you know and without this childlike eyes of wonder 
this childlikeness that um, Jesus talks about, we lose our path to the light of God. And so as we enter this time of Christmas, let us remember that this season is transient, that this is that it's but a reminder for us to retain our wonder at life, our wonder at the miracle of Christmas, you know, that all of our actions in the year ahead may be spurred by this wonder of the Christmas miracle and the joy, love, hope and peace that it brings. God bless everyone.